Greetings, and welcome to the NASPO Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Miner. In this special series, we're talking to the 2021 NASPO Board of Directors President-Elect Candidates. We are featuring these candidates over two episodes, and will prompt each candidate with the same six questions. Each candidate will have exactly two minutes to respond to each question. The second episode of the series will feature Jamie Shore, Chief Procurement Officer for the Division of Purchases from the State of Maine and Delbert Singleton, Division Director for Procurement Services in the State Physical Accountability Authority Division of Procurement Services for the State of South Carolina. So I am Jamie Shore. I am the Chief Procurement Officer from the fabulous state of Maine. Jamie, please tell the listeners about your cooperative contracting experience, including state-specific cooperatives. Thanks, Kevin. The state of Maine does not have a specific state cooperative, so we have to look to other organizations for cooperative contracting opportunities. I did, however, learn early on in my public sector experience that standing alone will not always produce the best value. Working together with other government entities allows us to collectively achieve best value using fair competition. I was fortunate enough to serve as the deputy director for DHHS for our division of contract management. And in my previous role, while cooperative contracting for the state of Maine was not foreign, it was not broadly used. So when I asked the question to my administration, what other contracts exist and who else is competing for the same service and same program, it was a welcome conversation to be able to produce better pricing in a more efficient manner. We began engaging in solicitations with other states and other cooperative organizations for HHS programs. And since joining Central Procurement as the Chief Procurement Officer in the state of Maine, I have encouraged all contracting officials to explore what exists in the cooperative contracting space check in with other states, and most importantly, give back to cooperative contracting programs by volunteering to participate in sourcing teams or take on solicitations as the lead state. The state of Maine, my recommendation is pursuing leading the NASPA value point solicitation for e-procurement and implementation vendors. I look forward to pursuing this challenging and rewarding opportunity for NASPA value point and all states and vendors who participate. Please tell the listener about your leadership experience. So by nature, I am an inherent leader. I enjoy asking questions, speaking out, and challenging the status quo. I've spent more than five years in an executive leadership role in state government, reporting to appointed commissioners and ultimately the governor. When I first joined state government, I was responsible for soliciting RFPs for DHHS. However, it was quickly apparent that I was not a passive follower and the administration saw that I was eager to make a difference and to lead. I was offered a promotion quickly and I ultimately transformed what was a one person show pushing out a little under 40 RFPs a year to a team of five thoughtful and competitive procurement officials awarding over 150 RFPs a year. As I moved on to the role of CPO, I was asked to transform a transactional purchasing group into a deliberate procurement services organization, essentially quiet the noise regarding procurement in Maine. In a year and a half, I did that. 
but we're not done. Procurement services in the state of Maine is now viewed as a partner to our agencies rather than a barrier to achieving contractual goals. We reach out to our customers before our customers need to even ask us questions. Most importantly, we lead by listening, adapting, and planning. Lastly, I've had the opportunity to serve this administration in the CPO executive leadership role, um, but I've additionally taken on other opportunities at various points in my career. I've taken on the medical and recreational marijuana program, a central technology team to provide technology support throughout state government, and I've started to build a five-star technology procurement team. I mentioned these opportunities as each one provided a new challenge, various leadership opportunities, and I crushed them. Please tell the listeners about your procurement experience. So I've worked in procurement in both public and private sector for 10 years, although I don't want to reveal my age. Let's just say it's roughly 10 years. I've had the opportunity to do a little bit of everything from drafting contracts, soliciting contracts, both best value and low cost. Um, I've monitored budgets related to sizable contracts or groups of contracts. Um, I have developed customer service initiatives. I've had the opportunity to understand and develop automation for specific procurement initiatives with no appropriation money. Um, I have taught procurement theory and processes to our customers. And most recently, as many other CPOs, I have had the opportunity to um, transform procurement in light of COVID. So we've been operating in a different time whereby executive orders have changed the statutes and the rules that really are our foundation for procurement. We've moved quickly and we've tracked data related to PPE. Essentially, the procurement group in the state of Maine has been a successful partner to our emergency operations response. As CPO, I oversee $2 billion worth of spend on service contracts, commodities, technology, P-cards, and the best part, I have the opportunity to educate state agencies for how to accomplish the $2 billion spend in accordance with statute. Please tell the listeners about your board governance understanding and experience. I have served as the Eastern Regional Council Chair since 2018, supporting both the Board of Directors and the Eastern Region. I am currently serving as a Director at Large for the NASPA Board of Directors for 2020 and will continue in 2021. The role of the board as an overseer and the decision maker to support the organization is critical so that the organization can thrive in the future. Prior to serving on the board, I studied NASPA and how the board of directors operated. I watched as decisions were made to move the organization forward so that we do thrive. As the restructure of the NASPO and the NASPO Value Point organization played out, I was excited at the opportunity to move from a segregated approach to a one organization experience for our members. The board, through careful deliberation and decision-making, had the foresight to see ahead that this was a critical step in our organization's history. This is the epitome of board governance at its finest and one that I am proud to be a part of. Look ahead, adapt, propose new paths, decide, and act. Since NASPO and ValuePoint merged late last year, it's important to hear from our president-elect candidates about their position on ValuePoint and its connection to the larger organization. Please tell the listeners about your NASPA ValuePoint experience, including your vision for the future of ValuePoint. 
NASPA Value Point is a core component in the cooperating cooperative contracting realm. I've had many opportunities to collaborate with colleagues at NASPA Value Point to discuss the current portfolios, successes, challenges, and most importantly, the future. As I mentioned previously, my leadership has propelled the state of Maine to take a more active role in this critical procurement function. We have participated in more solicitations, engaged Maine team members to lead NASPO value point contract solicitations, and participated as evaluation team members. In addition, I have engaged numerous times on the future of particular solicitations to NASPO value point colleagues. My vision for the future of NASPO Value Point is to be a dynamic resource for all state government procurement officials. We need to develop processes that enable Value Point to be faster and more efficient. We need technology to assist with RFP development and efficient RFP processes. We need dashboards with current statistics and dollar values. We need a forward-thinking, futuristic technology approach that will show us what is coming up, allowing our members to plan ahead for participation in NASPO value point solicitations. And lastly, in a few words, please tell us about your future vision for the organization. The NASPO organization must be even more relevant, even more dynamic, and even more value add to our members than ever before. We need to move away from slow decision-making and increase our appetite for risk. NASPO needs to empower the CEO and the amazing staff at NASPO to lead programs and committees with assistance from our members. This is a change in our governance model, but a change that is necessary and overdue. The way in which we offer programs to our members is changing by the evolution of technology and the ability, the ability to conduct business almost instantaneously. NASPO will need to continue to build its technology framework to meet the demands of our members. And lastly, we need to solidify the change from two organizations to one NASPO organizational family. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kevin. It was great to be with you today. Delbert, thank you so much for joining us today. Kevin, thank you for having me today. I'm glad to be able to uh, speak with you and the, the rest of NASPO. Delbert, can you give us uh, your state and your title, please? Kevin, I, as you know, I'm from the, the great state of South Carolina, uh, where I serve as the division director for the Division of Procurement Services for the state of South Carolina. That's the central pur purchasing arm for, for our state. Please tell the listeners about your cooperative contracting experience, including state-specific cooperatives. My cooperative contracting experience includes my, my years of being a, a lawyer for, for the state of South Carolina for, for, uh, for the Division of Procurement Services, where one of my duties was, was, to, was to review uh, contracting uh, efforts in-state uh, for South Carolina for those cooperative contracts that we, we put out. And of course, now, as the Division Director for the state of South Carolina, I have the opportunity to, uh, to participate in and review uh, those uh, cooperative contracting efforts, um, deciding you know, what contracts we're going to do from a cooperative standpoint, and even from the NASPO standpoint, those that we're going to to participate in. And so I have the opportunity to to re review those contracts, um, uh, especially those that relate to us, uh, basically from inception to, to their uh, being put in place. 
Please tell the listeners about your leadership experience. My leadership experience includes, of course, uh, the leadership role that I that I had uh, in the state of South Carolina as a as an attorney for for procurement. And since two thousand and one, uh, I have been the the division director for for the division of procurement services, um, leading a, a a group of about sixty people at any one particular time, um, attending to to staffing needs, attending to uh, the procurement needs, obviously, of the state of South Carolina, uh, participating with uh, agency level leaders across the state and and local leaders as as well too, and uh, and so there there's a great responsibility with regard to that position here in the state of South Carolina, which also uh, calls for me to to interact uh, uh, on occasion with the the, the five leaders of our, our state uh, through our state fiscal accountability authority, where I serve as the as an assistant executive director, which means I, I get to interact with the, the governor's office, the uh, state treasurer's office. I get to interact with the comptroller general's office, as well as the the uh, chair of the Senate Finance Committee and uh, the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, uh, their staff primarily, uh, through the position that I have both as procurement director and as a, the secretary for the state fiscal accountability authority here in our state. Please tell the listeners about your procurement experience. Hey, hate to be redundant on all this, Kevin, but it seems like I keep going back to my experience as 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 a lawyer. Um, I served as a lawyer for for the state uh, for about three and a half years for procurement. Uh, that's how I got my feet wet in procurement to begin with, um, and it's been sort of a love affair ever since then. And then serving again since uh, two thousand one as the division director, uh, handling a number of different things over those past what is almost 19 years, I guess now, um, you know, helping to, to acquire um, anything from, from, from buses to um, recently, I think you and I had a conversation where I told you we, you, we, were, we were involved in, in acquiring a, an aluminum boat for Coastal Carolina University for their efforts in, in uh, marine biology. And so it, it's just been a myriad of experiences that, 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 that I've had from, from that standpoint and as well as the, the director, you know, in, involved in budgetary issues and uh, staffing issues uh, because it goes beyond just uh, what we acquire. It's also dealing with the, the personnel aspects of, of what goes along with the job. And, and that, that, that itself is, is a different ball game. And I think it takes a certain finesse to, to be able to, uh, coordinate the efforts of, of, of such a dynamic group that we have here in, in the state of South Carolina servicing our people. Please tell the listeners about your board governance understanding and experience. Kevin, as my position in South Carolina, part of, it, part of my position is, is that uh, I'm an assistant executive director for the State Fiscal Accountability Authority. That means that I'm responsible for developing our authority board's agenda, uh, getting those items placed on the agenda. Uh, they look to me as uh, an expert of sorts, if you will, I'll put those in air quotes, uh, for uh, parliamentary procedure um, as, it, as it concerns running meetings and, and, and the like. Uh, often, um, you know, as we're having meetings, my, my, my agency director will, will turn to me or a member or member staff will turn and, and want to know, you know, can we do this? 
And so um, I've got to be required to, to, to respond to those things on the, on the spot. And also in working as, uh, or serving rather, as a board member for NASPO for the past two years, um, that has um, given me an opportunity to see another aspect of, 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 a, of a corporate body uh, and its inner workings and the things that are necessary uh, in front of people and behind the scenes as well as it takes to, to, to have the smooth running of an organization, especially as it relates when, we, when you get in meetings and there are discussions going on and you know, what's, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So I've got a, got a good familiarity over the past uh, 20 years or so um, in, in, in board governance. Since NASPO and ValuePoint merged late last year, it's important to hear from our president-elect candidates about their position on ValuePoint and its connection to the larger organization. Please tell the listeners about your NASPO ValuePoint experience including your vision for the future of ValuePoint. Kevin, having served on the, the NASPO board of directors for, for, for nearly the past two years, um, I've, I've, I've seen the efforts that have been put into place to, to make our overall organization feel and fit as one. And um, that, that was some growth that was required um, in, in a lot of areas. And I think it's important that we continue to focus on NASPO Value Point being, you know, the contracting arm for, for NASPO. And what that means for us as, as a group is, is that we, we ensure our membership that we continue to get contracts that are, uh, that are, 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 are valuable to us, contracts that are uh, put in the place that, 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 that look to to do cost controls and making sure that the that the membership have contracts that are put in, in into place. And so what I want to see for NASPO Value Point is for us to continue to grow that arm of NASPO to 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 being and doing more um, in the terms of uh, how can we better position our, our contracts for uh, truly um, meeting the, the, the burgeoning needs of, of our membership. If anything that the, the past three or four months have taught me has shown how valuable NASPO Value Point is in positioning um, this, the overall NASPO organization for providing the, the kinds of, of services and goods um, and expertise and counseling, even if you will, for its membership. In a few words, Please tell us about your future vision for the organization. My vision for the organization, I think, is, is really simple. I think as times have changed, I think we must continue to, to, to change without really using, losing the essence of who we are. And that is an organization whose membership is dedicated to, to making sure that quality services uh, are provided to uh, its member states. I think part of what we, we must do is, is that we must continue to look for, for those opportunities that, um, that, that, that we expand the, 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 the organization's ability to move beyond uh, what we sometimes typically uh, look to, even, even in our own states, but to be able to, to uh, do those things like we've done over the past three or four months in, 
in uh, looking beyond the, the box that we can kind of get ourselves into and seeing what uh, new uh, techniques, what new skills, what new opportunities are, are out there. Uh, I, I truly believe that, that, that once we begin to change the way we look at things, the things we look at do change. Delbert, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you to Jamie and Delbert for speaking with us today. Be sure to listen to the first episode of the special series where we talk with Bob Gleason of Maryland and Peter Korolik of Delaware. If you have any questions about the NASPO Board of Directors elections, please contact Olivia Fry, NASPO Director of Membership and Partnerships at ofry at naspo.org. <laughs> <laughs>